What's up, everybody? Um, yeah, lots of podcasts going out at the minute. Um, if you're getting tired listening to me, apologies for that. Um, yeah, just a, I guess just a locking on. Um, today was going to be my first day back running, um, but it's you can't call a week a rehab week and then not, um, I guess, rehab. Um, I went up to the physio today, um, I had physio planned this morning so that I could basically get the physio to, the physio had seen me last week, obviously, of course, um, I think it was last Thursday, um, so to get another little checkup today was, was kind of like a, let's say, tick in a box um, to, you know, either start back training or not start back training, um, and basically when I, when I seen the physio, the end of last week, I had noticed my calves were pretty tight, so I got like a bit of massage done and, and stuff like this, and, and I guess we just noticed that like my calves were pretty tight. Um, open sesame, I'm just having to open the gate to drive up the road. And so yeah, we had noticed that uh, my calves were pretty tight, and um, I, I honestly thought that the, the massage and stuff would fix it, so I wasn't really too worried about it. Um, and obviously I told you guys after the run yesterday that, um, they were pretty tender and stuff like that. But again, I, I woke up this morning and just like I had kind of predicted, like they, they weren't sore or tired or, but when I was getting physio this morning, we were doing a little bit of work on the calves and, um, it, you know, Ronan who helps me out with physio basically said, have you already ran today? And, and, you know, I said, no. And he said, are you planning to? And I was like, okay, what's up? What do you mean? <laughs> and he was like, well, I could do a bit of, a, a bit more soft tissue work through these calves and um, they might get better. And then obviously if they're not better on Thursday, then we're going to have to needle them. Or I can needle them today, um, Monday, um, which would mean you can't run today because you're going to be, and I, I really am like in pain, um, needles in the balls of your calves is completely different animal i'm it was it was fucking excruciating actually it was really sore today um and then they the the needles actually stayed in for probably 20 minutes and we we kept you know reworking them well i did and i just lay there in pain um and and we kept like our ronin kept like rejigging the um needles and and trying to get as much sort of i guess reaction from the calves as we possibly could because every time they kind of react and grab like they they naturally like settle down after doing that, so they kind of grab grab and then release. Um, so the 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 plan to kind of get back running today got pushed back to maybe tomorrow evening. Um, I, I'm a bit busy tomorrow, but um, you know potentially actually Wednesday now. Um, and and that's fine. Look, this is this is really like a a rehab period and. Um, you know, it, it's a, it's an important time to probably take enough time that you, you make logical decisions and, and you don't kind of just rush. When you rush things, I think you make like emotional decisions and, um, decisions based on your, your ego. And, and I'll kind of come to that. Um, later on in the day, I, I left physio and, and Gary Longwell, my sports psychologist, just, he just happened to be outside the physio, um, and I kind of knew he was going to be in, but I hadn't planned uh, to see him or anything like that. Um, and so, yeah, so he was there, 
and and we got chatting and he said you know you want to sit down and talk properly if you have some time and I said yeah and, and so we sat down and we talked and, and it, it was really fun it was, it was good to talk over a couple of things like you know I, I told him about the night before Houston like looking myself in the mirror and and you know telling myself that I'm proud of myself and I think I swear to god like if you've never tried that try it and it's it's really uh it's actually really difficult um it's uh you know the first time I I kind of looked in the mirror and you know I said like Stephen I'm I'm proud of you and I kind of like I I just felt myself naturally like glance away a little bit um I I didn't even do it properly so I I made myself do it again and and really look myself in the eye and and say it properly and and with intent and um so I was telling Gary about that and and then we were just going over um the mistakes that were made in the last two weeks and and trying to sort of like get a handle on why that's happening um because like it, it's confusing because obviously there's there's points of the build up where I'm really intelligent and um you know I make decisions like not doing the 15 mile breaking it up into mile on mile off and there's no greed at that part of the build up and there's intelligence and I remember why it should be a bit easier and um but then you know what like basically what's the deal um with with two weeks to go like why why am I making these mistakes with two and a half weeks to go and training too fast um you know when when the plan was 525 515 505 why am I running you know 515 505 455 um there, there's no there's just no justification there there's no logic um especially when you know I, I it's me wrote the bloody plan so I knew why um so we were going over strategies to try and you know prevent that and things like this and, and I think what we sort of came up with was there needs to be like more hands-on um a bit more hands-on coaching would help where you know a, a coach is sitting you down before the session and saying like hey like what's the goal today why 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 the speeds this speed um what what would be the best what what's the best case scenario today what's the worst case scenario today and 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 I guess there's an accountability then that you know if before the session I had a sat down and seen the 525 515 505 and there's a coach sitting there looking at that on paper and they say why were those splits set okay so what's the damage if you do them too fast etc cetera, etc cetera. I think you're far more likely to stick to it and um, whereas when you're in your own little world and maybe you're doing the session by yourself or um you, I think you can go a bit rogue and I think that's what happens with me I go a little bit rogue and um absolutely love pushing and absolutely love being in that really fit state and, and able to push and able to run really fast and heart rate be really low and things like this and um but at the end of the day I think you just do damage the faster you run the more damage you do and um so we were going over we were going over some of the little mistakes and um and then and then actually the the next part of the podcast I guess like I brought up at the end of the previous podcast was you know the the benefit of of Boston Marathon um what's the what's the purpose what's the goal how does it help Tokyo and if it doesn't help Tokyo why does it exist um and you know it was uh I don't know. It wasn't a fantastic conversation for me because, you know, I, I'm sure you heard from the way I spoke about Boston, like how excited, um, you know, and I'm, I'm going to now say I was to have that in the plan. And, um, so it's actually really tough for me to be honest with myself and, and honest with Gary about why, why it was staying in there or why I was pushing for it to stay in there. 
Um, and at the end of the day, if, if I wanted it to exist in there, it would exist. Um, and and that's the bottom line because, you know, we, we've talked about this before, but, you know, I'm, I'm the chief executive of the company. Um, and, and, you know, Gary told me about that today. He's like, look, you're, you're the chief executive and we all work for you. You know, like the, the, the psychologists, the physiologists, the physios, um, it's, it's their job to help me when I inquire or demand or ask for it or whatever way you want to look at it. Um, but you, you have to be your own chief executive. And so, um, but you don't hire people to do their job and then not listen to them. So, um, you know, it was these guys, it's these guys' job to, to help me when, you know, maybe I'm unsure or something. And, and so we went over Boston and, um, you know, he asked me, like, well, like what makes you want to do it? And, and I told him about, you know, the, the fear of that sort of losing focus and like the year before the complacency side of things setting in. And um, the, the more I spoke about it, it just sounded a bit ridiculous. You know, I, I was kind of like, well, Stephen, what the, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you know, you already spotted last year that you got complacent. So all you need to do over the next couple of months is, you know, work on not getting complacent. And, and that's really easy. You know, I already tracked back that the reason I got complacent was because I ran Houston, got a bit too big for my boots, thought I'd fucking made it. You know, this is a year ago and, and stop, stop focusing on the little things. Stop doing like, you know, the things that keep me right. I stopped doing the rehab. I stopped doing the gym stuff. I stopped like, you know, I only did one session a week. I stopped looking after like my toes and my feet that I kind of do for health reasons. And I stopped, I didn't go to the dentist to get a dental checkup. And when you stop looking after all the little things, I guess that's when like complacency creeps in. And then when complacency creeps in, um, you're, you're not looking after your business. And so if your fitness starts to drop and you start struggling and then psychologically you start struggling, you know, don't be fucking surprised. <laughs> like, what what did you expect to happen? You know, it's pretty simple. Um, you started fucking about and you stopped looking after the kind of little things and the things that you're supposed to be doing really well. And, you know, fitness doesn't come cheap. It doesn't come easy. You know, you have to work for it. You have to do all those little things or um, what do you expect? So um, it's funny when I act surprised when I perform really well. And it's like, well, you know, you've just you, for for months, you just looked after the little things. You took care of business. You did the training and yet you lived right and you slept right. Yet. Right. And you did all those things. So, like, you know, what are you surprised about? So equally, when the opposite happens, there can't be this like surprised reaction. You know, it's it's fairly obvious why these things either go bad or don't or don't go, sorry, go well or go bad. Um, so, yeah, like we, we, we talked about that. And um, as I'm going through it with them and we're talking about, you know, how many weeks you have to go and how many weeks could you afford to take right now a little bit easier, you know, and, and not not easier as in like partying and drinking and eating Chinese food and things like this, but but easier in terms of, you know, can you afford to maybe next Sunday do 10 miles and then the Sunday after that do 12 miles and then the Sunday after that do 14 miles or can you even build it up in ones? You know, like I keep landing myself in a position where I, I take a week easy and then I get to the end of that week and I go, all right, how many weeks to the next marathon? And it's like 12. And so in like three, four weeks time, I need to be already up at 20 miles because with eight weeks to go, I go 24, 20, 24, 20, et cetera, et cetera. And so 
if I if I ain't there in eight weeks time, you know, <laughs> all of a sudden you're doing Boston on a limited build up. So um, it, it didn't allow for for a lot of time. You know, the next argument is you haven't done 10K. You haven't ran a half marathon PB in like two years. Um, it's it's going to come up to two years very soon that I haven't ran a 10K PB. Um, and, and these are two things which hypothetically could push things forward quite a lot. Um, and so that was really important. Um, and, and yeah, it, it just became very clear that Boston and, and I don't I don't mind saying this. Um, Boston became very about Boston became very much about my ego, um, and, and I'll explain that because um, I really wanted to do it right. So don't get me wrong. Boston was penciled in to be a plan B if Houston didn't work out, but but there was also a nice little string attached to that that you know it would also have helped me focus. It would have been really fun. It would have been really exciting. It would have been really enjoyable. Would it have helped Tokyo? Not really. I, I actually I can't see an argument anymore for why it would now that I've sort of flipped my um, my brain on that and and you know I I justified that the the focus levels and another really three four good months of training would help Tokyo but if I can't fucking do a really good three to four months of training and eating and sleeping and all the rest of it with the Olympics in six months I'm an absolute disgrace to high performance and professional sport that's that's the bottom line that's a hard fact and that came up in the meeting today too. If I was my own high performance manager, I'd be disgusted at myself and um, the conversation and the application. And obviously, it, it didn't exist yet, you know. So like we're we're talking hypothetical here. Um, but but I I was saying to Gary, you know, if you're sitting an athlete down six months out from the Olympics and you know you're sitting them down three months later and they're telling you that they were just struggling to focus and they were struggling to find motivation, I'd slap them silly and send them out of my office. Um, so no, look, it, look, it, it is what it is. Um, you know, there's 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 a bit of sadness because, uh, you know, I'm gonna have to go back and look at a at a plan, and 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 Boston, you know, probably isn't gonna be a part of it, and um, and that that to me is quite sad. But Gary's always made it so simple, and he's always just said the same thing over and over again. Will will it help Tokyo? And um, you know. There's just no real argument because top ten, top ten would be a fantastic result, um, but I already have a qualifying, you know, standard. If I ran, if I ran two hundred nine, um, people would say it's downhill, and maybe I had a tailwind, um, and so it's a very hard scenario to win, and it is downhill. But I bet anybody listening to this podcast that's raced it or knows somebody that raced it could tell you that it's not easy. You know, it's actually a very hard course from what I've been told, um, which was another one of the reasons for, you know, potentially not running. Because everyone that I've spoke to that has raced it told me that it beats the shit out of your legs because of the the up and the downs and that it can take a couple of years to learn how to run it properly, how to race it properly. Um, and of course, you know, with me sitting on the physio table this morning and I've got needles in my calves and, you know, for all I know, I might need to get the needles again. Today I might not fix it and there's no guarantee. Um, I, I don't know that I want, I don't know that I would want to be in this position in three months time. Um, another thing me and Gary talked about today was, um, 
changing gears a little bit with the with the end of my marathon builds up. So basically what we're going to start doing is, you know, I, I plan out 12 weeks before a marathon um, and I include the final two weeks in that plan. So, you know, it'll be a 12 week build up and the final two weeks will be included. Um, and so Gary was saying probably a really useful thing to do would be to either plan 14 weeks ahead and then delete the last two weeks. Basically, we're going to use the last two weeks to get healthy from now on. Um, healthy, fresh, bring your energy levels up, things like that. Um, get your physio, get your massage, all that good stuff. Um, because obviously what's happening in the last two weeks is I'm making a few errors. And when I'm really, really fit, I'm pushing. And and we talk, we me and Gary talk in, in a world where in every decision that you make, there's... There's consequence versus reward. In that last two weeks, um, the reward of hitting a training session too fast, or or let's just say the reward of hitting your paces, even hitting your speeds, right? Um, the reward of hitting the exact speed that you've been set might be five seconds of a difference between five and ten seconds potentially um, and that's a hypothetical argument nobody can nobody can argue if you were a bit slower that day would you have been five seconds slower on race day etc etc the consequence of going too fast is you might you might not even get to start the race if you're injured you might not finish the race if you're injured now in the world that we fucking live in of reward versus consequence, um, you know, that reward is not worth it in any fucking world anybody lives in. Um, and, and obviously I, I already knew this, like I'm not stupid, but it's not, it's not being stupid that's making me make the mistakes. Um, it's something else. It might be emotions. It might be a lack of discipline. It might be excitement about the race. It might be excitement about how fit I am. Um, lots of different sort of very, very maybe nerves. Um, you know, these are these are all things that in those last two weeks exist and pressure and, and everything builds and um, all of a sudden it can all feel a bit much and you, and so you you fuck things up a little bit and and who would blame you? You know, it, it's a one of my favorite quotes and I've probably told you this before. Um, it takes a big old set of balls, right? Uh, I, I, it was Friday before Houston Marathon, and I'm. It, it's it's it amazes me, and I'm I'm smiling because it amazes me in running that it would be a lot harder the Friday before a big marathon to not do a session than it is to do it if you planned it. So when I was driving to Verde, I thought to myself, Stephen, you should run with Emily. It'll be really good for you. Your doctor's been bothering you a little bit. Don't fuck it up today. What do I do? I smash a session. I make it even worse. Um, it takes a big old set of balls to hold back. <laughs> I don't know why. It's dumb. It's really dumb. Because <laughs> um, we just love pushing, you know. We, we love gaining and we're greedy. Um, and so um, my favorite quote, and it's in the movie King Arthur, the new one, and, you know, the little, uh, little lady that can control the animals. Um, she says... Um, have you have you lifted the sword and seen everything that you need to see? And you know, uh, Arthur King Arthur's being a little bit of a we'll call him a little bit of a fruit. 
Um, he keeps picking up the sword, and uh, okay, fruit was a bit harsh because every time he picks it up, he has to watch his mum and dad um, get murdered by this like big, big like I don't know, big beast type thing. Um, and he says no, and she goes, uh, "Don't get me wrong, I couldn't do it. Um, don't get me wrong, most people couldn't do it, but that's why you're going to be the king." Um, and so here's where I'm going to go with this. Um, I'm in Tesco. Well, I'm about to go into Tesco. Um, where I'm going to go with this is... Oh, I made a right balls up with that. Messed my parking up, but don't worry. I saved it by just driving straight forward into a better space. Um, where I'm going to go with this is... That's the way I look at it now, guys. You know, not everybody's going to hold back in those final two weeks. Um, not everybody's going to be willing to do that. Um, but if you want to be the fucking king, you got to do what other people won't do. Um... So yeah, look, some big decisions need to be made over the next couple of days. Um, a, a plan needs to be drawn up, and um, you know, once all, once that's all sorted, um, for now, I'm back eating healthy because I feel tragic. Um, and I was I fucking really smelt bad today. I, I swear, I I think when you eat bad and you drink bad, it obviously it passes through your whole body and stuff. And like, I never smell ever. And I was sitting in the sauna today. And I was just thinking, oh, my goodness, you stink. And it, <laughs> maybe it was the bloody needles making me nervous or something. I don't know. But, oh, my days. Um, terrible. So I'm back eating healthy. Um, and, you know, I'm just going to go into Farside here and buy some um, slightly healthier food. Or, no, I'm in Tesco, actually. And I need to get some passport photos. But I'm up at uh, 6 o'clock, 5.30 tomorrow morning. And then I've got to drive to Dublin to... Um, sort out my um, visa interview which that's an early enough start for me like but um, it's all worth doing so um, back eating a bit healthy I'm gonna pencil in a few yoga sessions this week because I know how important that is um, and yeah trying to get the body back to being able to get training again <laughs>